ACL Nation, welcome in to another episode of Bagging and Bragging, episode number 49. Special guest today is Nate Voyer. We're going to go ahead and recap open number seven from Hamilton, Ohio. Bringing back the highlights, Mish. I was able to get some extra time since I drove to this one. But uh, before we get into all that, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. Can't complain. How about you? Um, it's not bad, but uh, unfortunately, we are all out of temperature. We've used it all up. We're down to zero. So, no. <laughs> yeah, it is freezing. The, the long johns have came out. The uh, snow has got us, st- well, not really stuck in the house. I, don't, I just don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> so I can imagine. But, yeah, um, it was like negative, I think, three in Ohio and like felt like negative 23 or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm good. So where you are is warmer or cooler? It's warmer now. Um, okay. But like this morning, whenever I woke up, it was zero on the dot. So, yeah, Dang. I think right now we're at like 14. But still, That's it's cold. so crazy. Yeah, it's like 45 yeah. here. Well, so. Definitely, okay. definitely hoodies all day long. The, the puppies are I getting extra like, cuddly. <laughs> I was like chilled this morning, though, so I can't even complain. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, we I mean, we got good windows here and the, the heaters, you know, working overtime, but. Yeah, it's the, I'm, a, I'm a bear. All I want to do in the wintertime is just absolutely fall asleep the entire time. But, you know, we started our 30-day challenge, so kind of bragging on that. We're underway. If uh, you haven't participated, even though you're not starting at day number one, feel free to hop on in and improve your lifestyle. Um, I've been doing pretty good as far as the meals go. I, I started last week, basically. Since I was driving to Hamilton, I was able to take those factor meals with me, and um, I, I was good. I was very disciplined. I didn't really... I did have like donuts and stuff like that in the morning just because it was convenient, but not bad. I was chilling and I was, in, I was enjoying it. That's good. I don't really like to use the terms good or bad personally. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so you um, felt, you felt like you were uh, taking care of yourself. So that's important. Yeah. I was um, proud of what good. I was doing. That's great. I, I uh, also wanted to brag on the health challenge because so the, I'm using this software that is part of the software I already had, but I've never used it before. And it's, good, it's mm-hmm. like a community. It's kind of like a Facebook feed, but it has all these challenges built into it that it automatically calculates points as you complete challenges and you get points when you interact with other people. Um, but my favorite part about all of it is, so I decided to add on a mindfulness challenge. So there's the exercise challenge, there's the cook a meal challenge, and then I added a mindfulness challenge um, which wasn't really like discussed when people signed up, but I threw it on there. And I am absolutely loving seeing people trying out meditation for the first time and loving it. And I was just um, going to talk about how, you know, difficult that is for me uh, to <laughs> slow my mind down and relax because I tried it as well. But I, I kept thinking along, like, am I doing this right? Am I meditating properly? <laughs> and, and it kind of took away from the meditation. <laughs> I think we all start there. I I really like uh, yin or restorative yoga because it's somewhat movement based, but you're holding poses and it's like little mini meditations. 
in these poses. You do have to have some kind of props though. Like you can use blankets and pillows, but you know, I, I use yoga props um, to be able to get into the poses comfortably and really like let your body fully let go. But that is a good way of kind of doing that meditation piece without just sitting or lying, but like actually yeah. kind of moving. But um, it's been really, really cool to watch everybody support one another. And it's fun to see people's meals. And uh, I'm, I'm loving it. I wish this was like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying that the people are getting into it, too. I've had some people message me privately and they're like, dude, this is actually pretty easy and cool. Like, I'm surprised that we didn't do this before. I'm like, yeah, it's it's really not that hard to change your life. It really just takes the first step. And then after that, you kind of get motivated to do another step and another and another. Let's yeah, see. I will say, though, the mindset's really important because I have noticed people say, like, um, I did this. It's not great, but and I I'm, yeah. I keep trying to um, comment on those and say there's no such thing. Like, there's no such thing as a good run or a bad run. There's no such thing as, like, the right kind of way to eat eggs, like, uh, or even the right way to cook yeah. a meal. You know, it's just L living literally. The the, yeah, exactly. It's just literally the effort putting into yourself every single day in any kind of small way that you can. So um, I am correcting the, that kind of language when I see it because I yeah. really want, because what that tells me is that they're not even validating it fully for themselves yet. Like they're going like, you kind of did it. Like you could have done better. Like you should have done, like that's the stuff I want to eliminate. I want you to be proud because you stretched for five minutes because that's really freaking hard to do. Not the actual stretching mm -hmm. part, but the getting yourself into the spot to do it. Yeah, that's that's probably five more minutes than you did before this challenge. Absolutely. And like nobody thinks about the fact that the absolute hardest part is getting there. It's not the yep. actual exercise. It's not the cooking of the meal. It's not even the meal prep or the grocery shopping. It's the convincing yourself to take that step towards those things. And being like, oh, I'm actually walking into this area and I'm going to stretch. Like, that's everything. That's the biggest hurdle. So that's where you have to give yourself the credit, not on the back end of the stretching, but just getting yourself into the area to do it. Yeah, I, I agree. That's one thing that reminds me of 75 hard. Whenever I started it out, I was like 10 days in and then I failed the challenge because I forgot to take a picture of myself. And like, it's a really you have to do everything 100 percent or you start all the way over. So at oh. first I was kind of like, man, I failed. I can't even do this right. I can't even take a stupid picture. And then like, for some reason I thought, yeah, I'm doing 85 hard. I did 85 days of this. Instead of 75. 85. So cool. Yeah. So yeah. it's even better. Yeah, so it's all about how you look at it, but absolutely. Uh, yeah. No, I'm happy that we're doing it. Um, one other thing real quick I wanted to brag on before we take our first break is uh, Jake Brandon and I, I think we did a pretty good job this last weekend. I felt loved it. Felt pretty comfortable. Um, got a lot of compliments and the viewership was through the roof. Um, I believe the numbers came in. I have to double check here, but I think it was 1.6 million over all platforms. So yeah, Trey kind of gave us it. the TikTok numbers, I think, on around the ACL. And I want to say it was 1.2 million just for TikTok. So that sounds right. Like if you start to add, because that's the biggest one for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because that's not my favorite way to watch it, but people love it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it was interesting watching the chat and TikTok, and I think the dad jokes went over pretty well. <laughs> better, oh, my goodness. Better than they didn't. <laughs> so it was fun. As far as you know. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, there were some people that probably kept quiet, but I mean, I think I think we had fun for the most part. Everyone was kind of engaged in the chat, which is good for us. It helps us keep our energy levels up. 
Oh, that's key. Like if the chat's quiet and you've been on the court for 10 hours, you're like, all right, people. (laughs) That's why it's so funny when people get mad about like the commentators going on like a topic. It's like, look, I cannot call a match play by play for 15 hours straight. Like I have to add something else in this. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come, come to my world and try and edit after you get done commentating for you know, all those hours and you come back and you just watch it for hours. It's, uh, it's I can't, terrible. I hate editing. Video editing is, there's nothing worse in my opinion. So <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a quick break and come back with our interview right after this. Everybody, welcome back in. We've got Nate Voyer with us here today. He was born and raised in Stockton, California. He's 44 years old, but married 20 years and has an eight-year-old son, Levi. It's his third year as an ACL pro, fifth year playing cornhole, and he's been in the public uh, education field for 20 years teaching eighth grade all subjects and was an assistant principal prior to becoming a pro. He currently is running a singles double elimination cornhole tournament with his eighth grade students. He's got boards in his classroom. If you've probably seen any of his TikToks and you can see the uh, cornhole going on in the background right now. And uh, he's sponsored by Cornhole Scenario Pucks and Sac City Cornhole. Welcome Nate to the show. Hey, thanks for having me here. It's good to see you guys. What's up, buddy? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it is cool to see um, how you're getting the kids excited. Obviously, we we would love to see that in every classroom around the world. So you're, you're starting it off right. Yeah, the goal is just to find something, you know, find a way to connect with students, right? And so usually what you do as a teacher is find your passion and and show kids that it's fun to, you know, you have an outs you have a life outside of the classroom and it's a way to connect with them. And, you know, some of them you pull along and are, are getting into it. So and that's always fun to see kids be uh, you know, have them enjoy the things that you're enjoying, right? So yeah. Absolutely. And they'll yeah, always we- remember it. Do you have any kids that are just like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I have no interest in this. Yeah. You know, a lot of them, you know, <laughs> middle school, middle school vibes, right? I got, yeah. I got, I don't want to be at school at all. And I want to be in my, you know, in the classroom every day and throw bags. And I'm just like, I'm tired. I played last night. At, we did sit and go <laughs> night last night in Sac City, Cornell in Sacramento. And I'm, you know, they want me to open the classroom before school, lunchtime, after school. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I, you know, my shoulder needs a break, you know? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, no, but it's really cool. So what in your life is uh, most important besides cornhole? Well, my family, for sure. Um, you know, I, my wife and I met each other when, uh, you know, I was 17 and she was 15 in high school. And, uh, you know, we've been together 27 years. Uh, been married for 20 years, actually, uh, January 3rd coming up um, in, a, you know, in a week or a week or two, it'll be 20 years. So, you know, family is really important to me. My, all of my family and all of my wife's family lives here in Stockton, California. And we just had, you know, my brothers move out of state, but otherwise been in Stockton my whole life. So um, family's important, you know, uh, having my son Levi be around his grandparents is a very big, uh, a very big deal to me. And so, um, and they, you know, and they, they play cornhole too. So you try to connect, you know, it's a family thing too. It started in the backyard and, and family functions like, you know, like, like a lot of people. So um, my wife, Heather's pretty good too. When she gets to play, I just get to play a little bit more than her. That's all. So she she's, be, she's becoming quite a player herself. Yeah. So what, uh, what type of cornhole goals do you have for yourself? And I guess for her now as well. Well, um, for me, 
you know, I'm I'm back playing with my doubles partner for my rookie season, Kevin Smith Jr. He's out of Florida. And, you know, we we barely hit um, fifth the, the last spot in doubles when we requalified. We were the 50th spot. And then I had a, a brief hiatus year with uh, Josh Holland last year. And um, and then now I'm back with uh, Kevin and we're just looking to improve on what we did last year. Um, I feel like my stats are a little bit better this uh, improving on my DPR um, and improving on my PPR. And I, I think that's just what always what the goal is, is to improve those numbers. And and normally that shows, um, you know, in games and matches. No, not always. We see a lot of people lose at those with PPRs being so elevated in recent years, you know, yeah. there's a constant um, goal is to improve. Everybody's trying to do that, you know. And when you teamed up with Kevin, your rookie year, I, I, you didn't know him, right? No, I met him maybe for 15 minutes at Worlds and we hit it off right away. And, you know, we were like, we're going to be partners. And, you know, that's what makes it a lot of fun playing with him is, we use the opportunity to travel around the nation as just, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's not just going to cornhole events. We're enjoying the places that we're visiting. And, you know, I, I was a history major in college. So seeing places that I've read about and, and know historical things on it's, it's enjoyable to go different places. And, you know, uh, Kevin and I have such a fun time off the boards that it translates on the boards. There's a sense of trust and confidence in each other and also like let's have some fun and i think we win a lot of games just with that mentality i, I really believe that That's i feel awesome. like they had like a little stepbrothers moment at worlds like they <laughs> high, like jumped in the air high five each friends. other yeah do we become, <laughs> do we become partners <laughs> That's so true it's the cornhole version of stepbrothers yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know he's in his mid-20s but you know is he he's really? I didn't yeah, realize he's he that young. Yeah, yeah people don't realize that about him. And that you compare other people in our league to his age, he is way more mature. And I'm probably more immature, so it works out great. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, we, have a, we have a really good time. It's a really good balance because we're not the same personalities at all, but um we we still have, we know we know we know that if we lose a game or if we, we're out of a tournament, like we don't hold on to that forever. We we know that we're gonna enjoy our evening and reset the next day. And that's what you got to do. And that's what keeps it, um, you know, be a competitor on the boards, but you know, you got to realize what we're doing too and traveling yeah. and, and taking it all in, even as a third year uh, pro, it's just fun. I'm having a blast. Yeah. Good. So you, you obviously people know you're a cornhole pro people, obviously with, if they follow you on TikTok, they know you're a teacher, but give us something that most people wouldn't know about you. Um, well, I, I do have a kind of something I'm not very proud of. I've, I've got a bad habit of whatever I get into, I go into it fully. And cornhole was one of those things. But uh, before cornhole, I actually was really into Spartan races. And I used to do ultra running like crazy. And um, the year before I got into cornhole, I, I did like 40 Spartan races. I was like in the top 10 in my age group. I, I could run 20 miles. I did the um, at Lake Tahoe Squaw Valley, which is a, a – super high elevation of it starts at 4,000 goes to 8,000 feet. I did a, a run to the top of that twice, 18 miles with 40 obstacles. Yeah. I used to do a lot. Of, so I used to do that to the, I did that for about two years, two or three years. And now as I'm getting a little bit, you know, you know, older, uh, 
my my hamstrings and my knees don't appreciate that type of work anymore. So now it's just shoulder, shoulder, shoulder and arm. So, um, yeah, I used to I do a lot of things to try. I, I hyper focus on things. I think my I have ADHD big time. So when I, when so I, I do sometimes have sometimes to your demise, <laughs> yeah, we all sometimes do that. I, I can be hyper-focused on things and it can work really well sometimes. And it can also not work, work out for yeah. me sometimes, but in Cornwall, the, the superpower <clears throat> and the kryptonite, right? The, yeah. So, Hey, if my wife can stay with me for 27 years dealing with me like that, I, I, I already, I've already won. <laughs> yeah, just, that's very true. Um, so is that, that's like, is that what made you want to be a cornhole pro as opposed to just a competitive player is just like that highly competitive nature that uh, you have? I don't care what age you are. If you're a competitive person and whatever you're doing, I mean, even before Spartan races, I did, uh, uh, people don't know that I used to do uh, online gaming too. I, I competed in the first million dollar tournament for Call of Duty in Southern California uh, with four, you know, you know, four players online when it was first starting. Um, yeah, it was down down in Southern California where the Spruce Goose in, is uh, located, at, where the huge hangar down in Southern California. And they had, you know, shows with Kanye West and other people there performing when he was at his peak, you know, and we got to see shows and stuff on online gaming. Like, I didn't know what I was doing, but the bottom line is, like, whether it was gaming or Spartan races and now Cornhole, I always find something to really get into and, and do it to the fullest. Um yeah. So that's just, that's kind of my personality, I think. Very, very different from me. I'm like, I just want to be like a little bit good and then I don't care anymore. <laughs> I can't afford to be good at anything. So I'm just mediocre. <laughs> well, that, that's a cool about Cornell is, you know, you start out locally and you can be real competitive mm -hmm. and not invest a ton of money. You can, yeah. you can get boards, you can play in the backyard, you can, uh, go to local tournaments and spend only 10 bucks for like three hours of entertainment. I mean, you can't do that with anything else. I mean, yeah, I so got a buddy. He's like, why would I want to tip into my profits? Like I, he's like, I'm profitable <laughs> around here. If I travel, I'm not making money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just depends on your personality. Right. <laughs> and, and I think some people question why do pros that are in the middle of the field or to the bottom of the field, why do they keep doing it? And, you know, if you're a competitor, you like the competition and you don't get competition just playing locally. You, yeah. get, you get regionals, you might, and state and conference. But, you know, when I go to the board on a national or a pro shootout, you better put every bag in the hole or you, or the person that you're playing against is going to. And so you can't, whether it's about making money or not, I mean, for me, I love the competition. And I've got a great lineup of sponsors that backs me up um, and, and believes in what I am on and off the boards with Cornell Scenario and Pucks and Sac City and Mercedes-Benz that, you know what, they – that it's not just sponsoring what I do on the boards. It's about what I'm doing here in the classroom. It's a personality and, and, and repping them when I'm out in public in my community and whatnot. So I'm just really appreciative of my sponsors. And then of course, of my wife allowing me to go to all these, you know, and being really supportive, not just like saying you can go, she's genuinely supportive. She yeah. loves going to the nationals and spending uh, time with Kevin and, and uh, Paige his girlfriend. And, and, and it's, it's just a great, it's just a great time. It's a very unique lifestyle that we, I feel are fortunate enough to live for sure. All right. We're going to take a quick break and come back with more right after this. All 
All right, so we got to spend some time getting to know Nate a little bit better, but now we're going to get into some just fun, light questions. So first one, Nate, mountains or ocean? Ocean, 100%. Okay. All right, snow or sand? Sand. He's beaching it all the way. Yeah. I love the flip-flops. Swimsuit and flip-flops all day. Love it. <laughs> I'm a teacher. I get summers off. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> uh, what's your go-to cheat meal? Uh, my wife would say all of them because I don't really work out or do anything. And uh, I'm blessed with good genes. Former Spartan. But there. I love uh, a local, <laughs> I love yeah. local Chinese, Chinese food, spicy Mongolian beef noodles and gotta have egg rolls and they gotta be meat egg rolls not the vegetable ones. i'm the total opposite i i get okay. so annoyed when egg rolls have meat in it but i love egg rolls oh man <laughs> i'm a carnivore god made me that way <laughs> what's a game show that you think you could win a game show that i think i could win mm-hmm. um i think our, my family is very uh Big personality. I think Family Feud. We'd wreck anybody on Family. We feud. need to do a cornhole Family Feud we should, for we sure. Hey, hey, I'll be there. I'll be your guinea pig. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever been mistaken for somebody famous? Yeah, I, I'm a big Arizona Wildcat fan. I, I've grew up watching college basketball, and actually, that's where my wife and I got engaged uh, on center court in at Arizona during a live game. But um, Steve Kerr, actually, when I'm in Arizona, sometimes when I have my hair a little bit longer, I have been. Uh, you know, I don't know that it's accurate, but, but <laughs> I think it's maybe the gray starting to come in like crazy. I think maybe and the height. <laughs> there you go. All right. Is there a TV show that you're binge watching right now? I'm watching suits on Netflix. Oh, love don't it. Don't ruin it for me. It's been out for a while. I think I'm on season five right now. And I'm, I have a bad habit of uh, watching two or three episodes, falling asleep against one episode, then having to go back. And then it's this constant overlap of I don't know where I am. And so I've heard good things about suits. Nick and I, that's the show we're watching together. So there's always big breaks because like whenever we could actually sit and watch TV together. But it's really good. I think we're on season five or six. Spoiler alert. They all spill something on their suit. (laughs) I don't think that happened. Actually, I don't watch the show. I don't know. But it's a great show. I uh, I, love were... the, I love the I love the banter of language back and forth. I, Me too. I love that. That's the part I like about it. I do. I like the characters a lot. Uh, when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, <laughs> my parents always laugh at this. They said that I said that I wanted to drive and own a Ferrari while managing a McDonald's. It was very so, specific. <laughs> I, yeah, it's true though. I mean, now that I think about it, maybe I should have owned some McDonald's. Is that could have worked out? But yeah, that um, makes good money. Yeah, they've yeah. done well. It's yeah. doing okay. All right, favorite band or music? Um, one of my favorite concerts I ever went to was Rage Against the Machine, mm. and uh, it's a um, and I still often. Uh, listen to that and before t- cornhole tournaments on the way to cornhole tournaments it's a it's a really good way to hype and have some angst and uh oh, especially yeah. if you know you're playing a certain player that you might not uh you know m- might not want to see that that i mentally that's fun for me <laughs> it'll pump you up that's for sure it does. that concert was the best concert i ever went to in Sacramento. how funny i used to love them like uh my bot mitzvah i had like bands were each table and rage against the machine was one of my tables <laughs> yeah josh keck just was talking some mess online and saying that my playlist would be like taylor swift and something i'm like 
Hey, I got no problem with Taylor Swift, but that's not my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> no Swifty. All right, well, are you ready to spin the wheel? Um, sure. I'm All right, so what's going to happen is he's going to bring up these uh, wheels. It's going to have two cornhole pros and an activity. And then you're going to say, for that activity, which pro would win and why? Oh, gosh. All right, so you're the third one to participate in this. So the categories we have left are MMA fighting, bowling, darts, airmails, tennis, the 40-meter dash, one-on-one basketball, or who's the better dresser. So let's oh, go gosh. ahead and spin the wheel and see what event we got, and then we'll take a look at the pros and match them up. And then you got to tell us who's going to win and why. The 40-meter right. so dash. Here we go, 40-meter dash. Okay. 40 meter dash. Well, hopefully we get some good ones here. So we're going to go <laughs> ahead and spin the second wheel. You're going to get your first person. Oh, gosh. This, this is going to be interesting, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's going to be Logan Chamberlain. He's going to be lining up for the 40 meter dash. And his opponent will be down here at the bottom. And it looks like <laughs> Davis versus Logan Chamberlain. Wet and wide, 40 meter dash. Well, if we were going to do this 40-meter dash at a pro shootout or a national just spontaneously, yeah, like right down the middle of the courts, which <laughs> I think would be awesome, um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Eric Davis. Okay. And, I, and the reason why is this. Um, I've seen Logan Chamberlain eat a lot of you know, nachos and pretzels and things. So I'm thinking that might weigh in on the factor of, of <laughs> performance. So not set up no for disrespect success. to anybody, but I'm going with Eric Davis. Pulling a hammy magician? in the 40 meter. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he the magician? What is his nickname again? Uh, yeah. Magician, think, yeah, yeah. 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 I think he's going to, you know, have a magical comeback in the 40 meter. That's my, <laughs> that's my I like it. All right. Now we're playing. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Uh, oh gosh, I hope so. <laughs> You'd be <laughs> surprised. Be you, yeah. Eighth grade. Yikes. All right. How many faces are there on a cube? How many faces on a cube? Six. Yep. Six. All right. I'm like, this one. is a trick question. I'm like, <laughs> he's, no. <laughs> he's overthinking this. So. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, did yeah. over his fifth grade, remember? Yeah. All six. Right. What is the most abundant element in the universe? Um, in the universe? Mm-hmm. Is it nitrogen? Hydrogen. Oh, son of a gun. I should have <laughs> known that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, like stars are made of that. Yeah, like, come on, mate. Like, the atmosphere. Okay, yeah, <laughs> universe. The and by the way, years... that first question should be zero faces. There are six sides. There are no faces. I didn't write the questions. Okay. Nate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the hundred years war of the 14th and 15th centuries was primarily a conflict between England and what other country? The hundred years war of the 14th and 15th century, England France. and France. Yes. Okay. That's two. All right. What type of animal can live on both water and land? An amphibian. Yep. Since the late 1930s, what calendar date has been designated for the inauguration of a United States president? Oh, man. Inauguration, it's like, this is a stab in the dark. January 
15th. Ooh. Oh, so close. Oh. January 20th. <laughs> I do. That was actually was the first thing I was thinking. I was like, no, it's not that late. Ah. <laughs> always go with the gut. Always go with the gut. Which continent Dude. is the least populated? Uh, the least populated? Antarctica. And go. then last one, which planet in our solar system is known for its beautiful rings? I'm actually teaching that. There's actually a lot of planets that are known for their rings, but don't get too specific. I'm fifth grade, fifth grade, not eighth grade. Jupiter, Jupiter. Saturn. Saturn. Really? Saturn? You know, one has more rings than the other. Okay, we, we won't get into that. I'm going to send you guys an update on that. All right. All right, you got five. So yeah, uh, Second place. Second place so far. Tommy Slyker okay. in the lead. Let me Tommy ask you this. Slyker. When are we going to see that 40-meter 40, 40 dash down the center of the boards by Eric Davis and Logan Chamberlain? Tell me we got, down, tell me we got to make that happen. I definitely want to see that. One of the other ones that we did was the arm wrestling contest between Hunter Thorne and Jimmy, Jimmy Human. so that would be cool, too. <laughs> if you guys can make it happen, I'll give 50 bucks to the winner. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll put it out there. That's serious. <laughs> All right, Wally, go ahead with the last, last one. one. All right, so we got our own little version of F, Mary kill here. We got uh, push airmail block. So um, we're going to go with Hey Dudes, Crocs, and Slides with Socks. We're going to have the kill be the block, the Mary be the airmail, and the F will be the push. So what are you doing with Hey Dudes, Crocs, and then Slides with Socks? Whatever is getting rid of, Slides with Socks. Got to get rid of that. Block. Blocking, blocking the socks. Yes. Blocking the slides with socks. Hundred percent blocking that. Okay. So now um, one night stand and marrying. I'm. I've never even worn a pair of hey dudes, so I'd want I'd one night that. All right, you're pushing. Hey dude. Yeah. And you're air, you're air, air mailing the Crocs. Oh yeah, I got Post Malone Crocs. They're they're one of my favorites. <laughs> As I say, your shoe game's strong. Kind of surprised it you. Is. Yeah. I, I, I used to wear Crocs a lot playing locally, but yeah, um, not anymore. I usually just stick, keep those around the house, but or the hotel. <laughs> I can cool. see him sure. painting some Jordans on the. On I don't the know about these the hey dudes, though. I don't know, man. I actually saw a nice pair of hey dudes today, so hopefully I love my hey dudes. Them. I don't know what you guys are talking about. All right, Nate. That's all. That's all we got time for. We so appreciate you joining us, and uh, good luck this season. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the on the show. All right, thanks, buddy. Wally, it is. Oh, let's let's go ahead and take that down. <laughs> no more bragging. <laughs> no more bragging. All right, it is time for highlights. Um, so we are going to check out the highlights. And as you said before we started recording, we got some awkward stuff. Which yeah, yeah, pr- plenty of awkward. I'm actually going to make you wait even longer for that. Beach, so. I know. I figured it have to be last because yeah, you know, it was it was best. fun. Well, this is probably the most awkward moments we've had in a long time. I mean, the Nationals. <laughs> the most Ohio, yeah. you are the most awkward. Congratulations. Yeah. It was, it was good. It was good. All right, let's go ahead and get into the roles. I mean, there were plenty of roles, and it almost got to the point where, like, the roles were repetitive. And, I mean, Candler Bag, for example, had role after role after role after role. And I was like, I'm not just going to keep making highlights. but <laughs> Yeah, we get it. You can do it every time. Yeah. Jordan got Power it. finally got his role down, it looked like. Yeah, JBJ was... struggled a little bit, but I'm not going to hold much against him because he was in the bag change there. Remember when Jordan had that hideous role that one of oh, It's still not that pretty, but at least it's accurate now, which is yeah. the good part. But yeah, there's Candler Bag came onto the scene this weekend for me. Um, very accurate, accurate. Ryan Windsor and Ryan Trader thrown together. Had a lot of like coin slot esque shots in a yeah. way. There's one from Bella. Landon had pretty much everything working. That 
that finale there between Landon and uh, Jaden was amazing. Yep. And then Jeremiah Ellis just absolutely shined this week, and you're going to see him on pretty much every single highlight reel that we got. But uh, the story for me is Ethan Walker and Alec Ryan. I mean, those guys are just absolutely nasty with their with their ability to cut around and mm-hmm. you know roll over the top, and their animals are pretty darn good to be honest. And then the high PPRs that they threw out, yeah, you know that that's the shocking part to me because they like to muddy up the board, but they're still throwing out mid nines, you know, low tens. And, right. and they're and they're rotating of who's doing it. You know what I mean? Like one game it'll be Alec, next game it'll be Ethan. But that's gonna be a tough team to beat. You know, I might, I might be looking at them as a top five team this year if uh, they keep this up. Yeah, definitely a showed out this that or last weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a look at the pushes now. We got quite a few pushes that uh, we were able to squeeze out this weekend starting with the ladies Don Faye had a pretty good one there and then nice. uh, Kiara Peterson in the women's division as well good to good to get all the brotherhood players on the court since brotherhood sponsored this weekend Ryan Windsor you see there 2020 showing some emotion with that big push I think my favorite part of watching all these highlights is watching the reactions from their opponent <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> speaking of watching reactions did you enjoy Jeremiah Ellis and Jordan Power or what? (laughs) I wish every game was like that. I know. It was so much fun. Yeah, I I was so happy that we actually had this camera angle to use because, you know, being able to see the action on the board still and then seeing them, it just worked out perfectly. So I don't know how Joe got underneath that collect and left Jeremiah's bag there on the side. A couple step outs here from Ethan, and then Terry Mathis does the same thing over on the other side. And Dan Shelton, another standout for me this last weekend, did very, very well in the minor league teams format. But I mean, I, I just love emotion. We got it there with the trash talk, yeah. and we got it here in this shot. Big shot right there for the win. You know, you don't really get too much TV time, but some bags fall, some bags don't. And then you got the awkward accidental penguin. <laughs> when you <laughs> penguin your opponent's bag, you're trying to go two for one. Oops. Uh, it happens, but then just plenty of bar soaps this weekend. Um, you know, I guess it's not officially a bar soap till it goes off the back of the board, but just bully them out of the okay, way. So are we not? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, Trey sent us a definition email. I was like, we're going to have to get a spreadsheet with all this. Yeah, because I would think a bar soap is anytime the bag goes over the hole. It doesn't matter if it goes off. Yeah, but I guess apparently the bag in your hand has to go in for it to officially count. So, I mean, maybe tube of lotion still has a chance. Tube of lotion? No. You don't like tube absolutely. of lotion? No, absolutely right. not. I want to I go back here real quick. Where is it? I want to go back here real quick and explain the foot foul rule to people. So Rob Vizhenoff and I got into an argument. I think he might have even heard it on the live feed at one point. Oh, because, my goodness. Because I said, you foot fouled. He like ran all the way around <laughs> the stage to come talk to me. I was like, dear, watch. I'll show you the replay. You did it. So here is a good shot by Rob Vizhenoff. He's able to keep his back foot planted, stays behind the line. And, you know, the front foot can come across, the back foot stays planted. It's fine. That's a legal shot. So then here's his next push, and this is the one we were arguing about, came across the line, and then scoots. Mm. So the second that you scoot that foot, and then whenever you drag it and lift it up, that's when it becomes a foul. So when are you officially allowed to move that back foot? To my understanding, and I'm not 100% sure on this, I'm going to do a thing with Mike Gonzalez, but I believe it's whenever the bag comes to a stop. Oh, okay. So you gotta you gotta hold it. Yeah. So we will. I was talking to Michael Gonzalez, and we want to get together and do like an instructional video. Like this is legal. This is not legal. Yeah, that's a good idea. 
no. so that everyone's very clear and there's no surprises. Not like all the rules, but like the ones that could change the game. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully, okay, cool. agree for that. Air mills. Air mill. There's a lot of air mills too, so we're just gonna let this one play out. But a lot of backsides. Um, I went and did a live feed on the K9 unit page with uh, Matt Guy and Brett Guy, and then I believe it was Mark and Tony and Matt Guy just shot every single airmail, anything touching the red zone. He went like this one here, you know, he was just getting just the corner and getting the bag to fall in. So, you know, we talked about where's Matt guy, Brett guy. I'm, you know, and sometimes I think the bag choice matters. They're, they are feeling these hyper drips that they're throwing right now. Yeah. So it's funny because it's obviously great for Brett because he Mm -hmm. likes that kind of bag. And then Matt just throws the slick side. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. (laughs) And talking to David Dennis about that too. He's like, we don't care about that. Only you young kids care about old guys throwing slick side only. He's like, if it goes in the hole, it goes in the hole. <laughs> it just seems so, so weird. Like yeah. you typically choose that kind of bag for the other side. So like you only you you as a a carpet thrower, you typically hardly use the other side. <laughs> you right. know? So yeah. It's just odd that somebody would fit. Like I've met people who use carpet bags like in singles like that's the one they chose and they only for the slick side it's like you sure there's not a better bag for you <laughs> terry mathis <laughs> reactions here in seniors yeah, just no, he's rolling. With his boots always got his work every boots single on. thing he was like i got nothing a little awkwardness there at the end a little bit yeah but then uh we get gradual i was able to edit the airmails a little bit better so three bag drag there for mason trader jeremiah huge hit as well Mark Richards, kind of the running airmail. Like, that all right, I got crazy. that one. Huge shot. And then this one, four bags in one shot. I don't think I've seen this in Cincinnati. Oh, that's Back painful. Babilia did it. But huge shot right there from Landon takes that like one you, down. You're, you're thinking, oh, I'm good, right? Like, yeah. you're, you're Jaden. And then, like, oh, no, don't worry. I'll get them all. <laughs> yeah, you look at that score, 15-13. Now, Jaden was able to hit that push to kind of save the game there. But that could have been yeah. a massive round. Yeah. All right, Mish, you ready for some awkwardness? Yay, what we've all been waiting for. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. So not just awkward knuckles, but whenever you talk trash before the bag finally reaches the hole, everyone's reaction <laughs> in the talking. background here. That was an exciting match. Just everyone's reaction. That was really fun. Yeah. And then, like I said, some bags just don't go. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden's, Jaden's oh, my like, God. How? How? Jeremy was so confident. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's laughing. And then this bag went 15 Oh, I remember feet. that. Like, what <laughs> happened there? Yeah, we, we don't even know how that uh-huh. one peeled over the top. That was interesting. And then this was the end that of the game. Painful. Was it like 30-some rounds, I think, at that point? Yeah, it was like <laughs> And then sometimes you're just finally happy to score and get on the board or finally be able to finish <laughs> yeah. the four-bagger. The bag went in. I didn't yeah. know it was cut at this point. And these celebrations, they deserve to go on here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, Man, we got you did get some good ones from this event. Yeah, and then, then the awkward knuckles, they just continue to always impress us no matter where they come from. Oh, that one got kind of cut off. Yeah, they were they were quick ones. Like I <laughs> he gave him the self knuckles. Always Damon. Always. Always Damon. <laughs> boom, he just boom. to box him. The one and then punch. here's here's another airmail, the final, where it's like everyone's like, What just happened? Where'd that go? <laughs> Frank Corona <laughs> cracking me up. <laughs> Did we have it? Do we not have it? We don't oh, know. Man, he was so geared up for that. But that's the thing. Less thinking, more throwy. He he thought about that and one way too long and ends I up chuckling totally about thirty two feet. Less thinking, more throwy sounds like the next shirt, Wally. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, it's probably going to be everything is fine with that dog sitting at the dining room table and everything's on everything fire around him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quick break. Come back with the game right after this. It's time for our uh, games. So we will start off with top four bagger and top floor bagger. Uh, we'll go with the four bagger. What'd you got? So top four bagger is the um, open schedule is finally completed for me. So I'm excited. Started booking some flights. We got a special treat for all you guys out there in California coming up. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Misha and Corey. Oh, yeah. I already sat on around the ACL. So it's been yeah. spoiled. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's exciting that we're getting everybody involved and they approved to have uh, more than one person on the road. So our normal setup time is about an hour and a half. Um, it took Jake and I six hours to set up this last weekend. So, yeah, I- I'm glad that we're getting another person on the road. So definitely a top <laughs> four bagger for me. The four bagger is getting the extra person. Yes. The floor bagger <laughs> must have been the six hour setup. Yeah, but I mean, we that was our first time setting it up. Corey and Chase did it at Myrtle. And then whenever we tore down, we kind of had a better idea of what we need and where things go. So we we before we used you know, whatever cables we use, we're putting this order. Then whenever we yeah. tore down, we're like, okay, camera one in slot one, camera two in slot. Like everything has its or- organization now. So I think it's going to be better and better every single time. Okay, good. My four bagger of the week is uh, we went to the snow again and uh, we went to that same spot where there's like a little covered area. They call it a warming hut with like a little fireplace in it or a stove. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was like it rained and snowed. So like there was just like you'd step and your boot would go all the way into the water. And so like my feet were lots of people's feet were wet. Like it was going through the snow boots. So Nick <laughs> had on the stove, he was doing laundry. He had everyone's socks, boots, gloves. He's putting on there. He's cooking. He's like, would you like yours? Well done. Medium rare. <laughs> like some like random kids would come in and he, they would give him his socks and he'd be warming them on the stove for them. <laughs> so uh, Nick doing laundry in the snow was my four bagger of the week. It's pretty oh, good man. stuff. All right. Floor bagger. Uh, floor bagger for me is it's a floor bagger for them, but floor bagger for me is these dogs and this zero degree weather. I have a husky, <laughs> and if you guys have huskies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Two o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, six o'clock. She wants to go outside every damn chance she gets. Like to play? Just to be out there. She's just loving it. She's chilling. She's not coming inside anymore. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. She's Come inside. In her element. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you're either going to be out here for seven hours or you're coming in right now. And like, you know, she will jump up on the window and like paw the window until we let her in. So I'm like, I just want to sleep. So that's funny well, because somebody posted yeah. like, if you have your dogs out in this weather, I hate you. And then everyone's posting like, my dogs love it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you come get this dog inside. Yeah. So four yeah, bagger like, for them, floor bagger for me. Frolicking in the snow. <laughs> uh, my floor bagger is Jeff McCarriger using Eric Davis as a cautionary tale on Borderline over and over and over. Will you leave my boy alone? Okay. He's working <laughs> some stuff out. Uh, he's going to get there. Stop talking about Eric Davis, Jeff. It's not nice. I don't even listen to the show, so it doesn't really matter. But dog in the cool. chair, everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, send it or board it. All right, um, send it or board it for Brian, Texas. I have the week okay. off, and I have nothing to do. Thinking about going to throw. Oh, okay. So that would be, uh, like, you, you, I mean, how long is the flight? Like, I'm thinking about driving. It's a 12-hour 12 12 hour drive. How um, many? 
12 hour drive, but I'm going to kind of extend it because I was talking to Landon Crabtree and Trip Baker and they're thinking about going. I'm like, I wouldn't mind going out to Kansas city, playing a blinder out there and then, you know, staying at one of their houses and then driving down the next day. So I don't know, I'm thinking about just kind of taking a mini vacay on it and going. Okay. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. I think I'm going to send you it. spread it out and that's like not terrible. Yeah. It's, it's the same amount of driving from them, but I mean, driving or flying by myself as opposed to going with the group. Cause I, like I don't ever get to experience the open. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? I fly out by myself. We do set up where they're early, but yeah. like going on a road trip, doing the live videos in the car and stuff that like JBJ and Logan and Tony and them do. It's like, I don't know. It could be fun. That does so sound I, I fun. Send it. Let's go. Mine's sledding. I feel like at my age, I could break a hip. <laughs> like, like sledding seems dangerous. I don't know. What do you What do you think? Okay, so for us, we had a huge hill right by us, and it would always ice over, and that's whenever we decided to go sledding when it was at its most dangerous. So I think the whole purpose of sledding is to go in this dangerous. Like you don't want to go down like a two foot, three foot hill. You want to go down the monster. So I don't care how old you are. At this age, you would still go sledding right now. You're not worried about like hurting yourself. People out there. Yeah. So so these people, so they had that this place we go has like several hills. And these people got there, I'm assuming, first and thought Mm -hmm. that it was a good job to like set up their camp kind of at the bottom of the hill. Like with a fire and everything. And so Rome, you know, he's only 50 pounds. He's in this sled. And it's like a, it's not like a disc. It's like an actual one that sides. So like his feet aren't dragging there. He's completely contained and he bombs down this hill. He's full speed. He's getting air and he barely misses this camp of people. Like oh, was literally going to land awesome. in their fire. <laughs> like, awesome. <laughs> that's like, where all at, their though. chairs at the bottom of the hill like what are you doing no that that's exactly where you need to be though <laughs> but it was pretty funny i have it on a uh, video i put it on my facebook um and instagram you can see him bombing down this hill he's so fast and then his friend decided he didn't want to use a sled so he's just penguining and you i could see him <laughs> like first of all i have someone else's child in my care right like their parents mm-hmm. aren't there i took their child with us and I'm a ways back and I'm watching them go up the hill and the Rome's friend keeps going. I mean, he is as high up as you can see. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to murder this person's child. And then no sled, no, no nothing. And then just jacket open. Right. So it's it's like his hoodie is on the snow. He's just getting soaking wet. He just penguins it down the hill from like, I don't even know how many feet down. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Man. Anyways, um, yeah, the first I time I went it. on a ski slope, I I, uh, I I was like, man, this is fun. Like, I'm having a good time skiing. First time, I'll probably never come back and do it. I said, I'm going to tackle that ramp right there. I'm going to tackle that jump. So <laughs> I, I just sent it. Uh, and I told everybody I was going to do it. And I sent it. And, and I cleared the jump. And I had good landing form. But I, I just wasn't prepared for how hard I would land. And I ended up tumbling over. But I'm like, man, that was pretty cool. Like, so I, could I get did it. it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Send it. <laughs> and then All send right. it again would you rather all right so i didn't really have a would you rather not gonna lie but i'll go ahead and piggyback off of that would you rather tube on the snow or would you rather tube on the ocean on a boat oh snow yeah i mean oceans aren't friends really absolutely not. no the ocean terrifies me you wear life vests what's no i'm not gonna drown but what is beneath me 
Yeah, I guess <laughs> there's like a whole world under there that we know very little about. And I don't like that, Wally. I don't like that at all. I think you might have convinced me to switch this now as well. <laughs> I think my, my, I was going to be biased for a little bit because I'm just so cold right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Give me well, back to warm weather. But, but yeah, no, I think you convinced me. Snow all the way. I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, I can't get eaten by a shark in my bathtub. I don't nope, need to learn okay. how to swim. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Would you rather, this is from two experiences I've just had, watch a movie with an eight-year-old who narrates the entire movie or listen to said eight-year-old play two songs over and over on the recorder poorly? I'm going to go with the recorder poorly. Um, I enjoy my movies. I love my movies. Um, my neighbors and my best friend growing up, his mom would always talk to the guy who's about to get killed by the serial killer. He's like, don't go in there. Don't go. Oh, what are you doing? Like, oh, he's, he's going to go in there. I was like, oh my gosh, I could not stand anything. So I've been traumatized since the youth, but yeah, at least with the recorder, he could probably get better over time and then turn it into something good. But yeah, the, oh, there's man. no bigger pet peeve than having somebody talk through the movie. It's like, it's cute because he really wanted me to watch this movie with him because they read the book and watched it in class because of Winn-Dixie. So he was like, Mom, I really want to watch because of Winn-Dixie. And I said, you just watched it at school. He said, no, I want to watch it with you. So like, you know, heart melts. Oh, okay. So we turn yeah. it on and he is just like, okay, so now this is when the dog's going to blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then like, don't worry. Cause I'm like, oh my God. Like, I, I don't know how, I don't, I don't, I can't make it. I yeah, can't do no, that. I, I like my movies. I remember my ex-wife, she fell asleep in Dumb and Dumber in the theater. I don't know if I've ever been more pissed off at anyone in my life. I was like, <laughs> how are you falling asleep during this masterpiece? Classic. This is amazing. And then, like, yeah, just like for me, it's not, it's not Netflix and chill. It's like Netflix and then chill afterwards. Like, I have to watch the movie first. Yeah, we got to get through this. <laughs> yeah, Funny, so. Funnily enough, I don't know um, if anyone's seen because of Winn-Dixie, but Jeff Daniels is the, the dad, which yeah. is so weird to me. And then. <laughs> And then Dave Matthews is randomly in it. What are you doing here? That's mm. <laughs> so weird. All right. That's all we got this week. Everyone enjoy the rest of your week. We've got another open coming up uh, this weekend. So uh, make sure you tune in that and we'll talk to you next time. I'm going to win. <laughs>